Unemploymentradio.com. Just because everybody else had one, that doesn't mean that I'm going to get one. Mm, they're kind of following in the same footsteps I, a little. I know of one person who didn't get one. Are I you sure? I don't think she had one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. She was only there for a year, though. The person that I bought it from. I don't think she had one. So if I get one, I mean, although I've been here way longer. You've been there a year times, like, 11 yeah, at this point. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dang it. It is kind of a history of it. Like, I'm worried about what I'm going to find out. I'm worried about where this well, is going to go. then you got to keep digging. I feel like the... The crimes keep getting worse, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Uh, we have we did take the day off yesterday, put up a best of. Um, I am still battling whatever plague is that, that's going around Portland right now, but I wanted to come in and do a show, so we're going we're gonna to do this thing. We're going to get this. We're going to power through. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm no, I'm just listening to you talk. Okay. I mean, I think it's a little bit better than yesterday. I think my voice is slowly starting you to You sound better out. than yesterday. Yeah. Your inflection's a little, a little better. I'm feeling a little bit better than yesterday. Yeah, I can inflect. Uh, See, people I can are saying that you sound like you're in fast forward right now. I think because he's like trying so I'm hard trying to like really not hard. sound like he's sick, so he's like really overdoing it. That's kind of what and it is. And this is what's going to happen. It's going to like collapse in an exhausted pile after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, after the show. Right, just pace yourself, Greg. I guarantee you, yeah, I'll collapse after this show. You're doing yeah. good. Uh, I'll, I'll make that a statement. Um, I do want to say thank you to everybody who goes to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and clicks on the Amazon link or the Audible link or any of our fine sponsors on there. Doing that helps support us so much, and we really do appreciate Appreciate it, and of course, you can subscribe to listen live for six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, and uh, I mean, really, what is that? Like a quarter a day, less than a quarter a day. Oh boy! I mean, it's not very it's much like money a day. Sixteen cents a day. Sixteen cents a day. We don't do math here, but we do appreciate people who subscribe live and do to math our, to our podcast. You, if you do math, if you do math, we appreciate you. Maybe you do. Um, but yeah, that would be wonderful if someone were. Uh, if you do choose to do. Choose to do so. There we go. <laughs> I'm working on my words. I'm trying to get them out. My, I do have a bit of a sick brain. I'm trying to make that happen, so I apologize for that. Um, however, though, because I have been sick, I have had, uh, I've been trying to, quote, relax. Oh, boy. Wh- whatever that is. Do you even know is. the definition of relaxing? I don't really. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to shut it down, and that's the problem. That's why I work myself like this, and then I, I worry too much, and then I make myself sick. And so that's kind of what's mm-hmm. happened, but I'm trying to get myself out of it by relaxing whatever And he's doing do air that. quotes with the relaxing. Yeah. So you can see how well that's going. Yeah, by taking it easy and, you know, chilling out or whatever So what do you do to relax? Do. do you just, like, go home, drink some tea, read a book? I have been uh, – well, I did read a little bit. I did um, drink some tea. I played a video game about apocalyptic world in New Vegas, that and then super I. Relaxing. It was, it's not. It's not relax. It turns out it's not relaxing. I'm playing I was, Fallout I New sarcastic. Vegas, and yeah, it is <laughs> yeah. not relaxing at all. I can't believe that. That yeah. is. Uh, I am completely shocked. It's also giving me really bad dreams. Um, so. I was oh yeah. That- Do you want to have bad dreams? Let me just say, like, for the record, don't ever watch Gerald's game before you go to sleep. Oh yeah, Gerald's game's the Stephen King. Yeah. Right? I it's had on Netflix. the most fucked up dreams. Left. Do not watch. Just um, if you're gonna watch it, watch it in the middle of the day, and then like make sure to pepper a lot of things like after it, like between when you finish the movie and then like go to sleep, so that you're not having dreams that someone's trying to murder you all night. Just don't. 
Uh, Gerald's game. I believe I read it from me to you years years and years ago. But it's about the woman who's strapped down to the bed, right? And then the guy. Yeah, dies. basically, this isn't a spoiler. Basically, like this woman uh, is hand, like she's going on a sexy weekend with her husband, and uh, they're playing a game, and he handcuffs her to the bed, has a heart attack, dies. She's handcuffed with like these industrial strength handcuffs to this bed, and has to try and figure out how to get out while you know her husband is dead in the room. Like it's. It is stressful, and it has many, because it's Stephen King, of course, so it has many, many disturbing layers. Like, it's not just about, you know, a woman trapped in a bed. There's clearly a lot behind that, and it, uh, it I had dreams. Gave you some, gave you some nightmares? I, it was, yeah. Oh. I had some not fun dreams last night. Cause really? I just, yeah, because I watched it last night, I'm like, I feel, it's Halloween time. Like, I feel like watching kind of a, a horror movie, and it keeps getting suggested to me on Netflix. I'm like, I'm going to take a break from all my trash TV, maybe watch a movie. Keelan is asking, what are industrial strength handcuffs? That is a fair point. They were, they're like the... You know, the kind used in industry. I don't uh, know, like the unbreakable ones. Like they're like the flimsy... Police. Yeah, they're like the flimsy, like fantasy, like handcuffs. With like pink feathers on them or something. Yeah, no, these were like shackles, basically. Like actual... Yeah, like she had one shackled to one bedpost and a reinforced bedpost and one shackled to the other, and she basically could not move. That's... That sounds horrifying. It's so horrifying. And that isn't even like the word. It's just, it's so, anyway, like if you're trying to relax, what I would say is do not watch Gerald's game before you go to bed. That's one of my, we don't want to go into this too much. So I'll just say one of my fears is being stuck where I can't move. I mean, you know me, I'm, as you've described, I'm a little skittily. I don't like being (laughs) trapped. I don't like being cornered. Uh, I don't like to not have, uh, not know my way out of something. So that kind of thing where I'm like, like, uh, uh, yeah, pinned down and or something like that, or handcuffed to well, something. There's no escape. Anything. No, I don't like that. That and like getting stuck in a tunnel, that's an, or like a pipe, that's a terrifying thing. Okay, I don't want to think about that anymore. What I have been doing though is, um, you know, in my relaxing stage, I'm trying not to do as much work. I'm trying to stay away from work, but then I find new jobs for myself. So the new job has been categorizing everything that I've found out about my house and I've created a spreadsheet of each person that I know who has owned it, what I know about them. And because I'm trying to, this sounds really creepy. You are incapable of like actually just stopping. No, that's what I did. I created a whole new spreadsheet system for myself. I'm sorry, you're at home six, you're creating a spreadsheet about all the horrible things that have happened at your house over the years? Well, I didn't know about the horrible things when I started it. So if you don't know, I'm trying to, I've, I've got this project. My, I own the house. It's from 1907, and I'm trying to track back. My goal is to eventually track back who built the house. I want to figure it out. But it's a really complicated process. You have to go through the city, and you, you have to do like a lot of research on the records to find out who owned these things. Like if it's post like 86, it's pretty easy. Anything pre that is tough. And so I've tracked it back to 1979 so far. And so I created... And when was uh, your house born? <laughs> 1907? 1907. Okay. Yes. My house was born in 1907. Okay. So, you have, 70- so you have 62 years to account for still. Uh, yes. That would be correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 72. It's 72 years, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's 1979. I just want to see if I get you to I've agree got. to the wrong... Ne- no, I seriously just don't... Again, we, we don't math well, so... It's 72 years. It's 72, 72 more years. years. All right. 72 more years. But it's getting years. back into the years where it's really tough to track it because everything's starting to be handwritten. So... Um, so I'm trying to do this. So yeah, this was my relaxing thing. I created a spreadsheet where I, I put each name, the name of each person. If there's a spouse in the situation, put their names and then when they own the house from when they sold it, how much they sold it for. And then, uh, and then I started Googling their names and I started doing like background searches, just basic Google ones. And it turns out 
a lot of the people who have owned my house have been felons. A lot of felony arrests involved with people who have owned my house. Like the majority of all the names that I've found, even with the the spout, like the the couples that own the house, the married couples, which is a lot of them, is that the majority of the people have been arrested for felonies. Like it's it's on the record. You can look them up. Like and this is just any, by like, googling their name. Okay, so are there like any like just straight off the bat any murders? Are there any murder felonies? So far? no, I haven't seen any murder felonies. A lot of drug trafficking. Um, I think there was an evading arrest. There was, uh, God, there's so many different things. Um, Evading arrest, drug warrants, drug charges, drug distribution, a lot of drugs. So many drugs. A lot of drugs okay. involved with the house and and with different people being arrested for, yeah, all of these different things. Outstanding tickets. I, yeah, there's just, just a lot. The, the felony ones in particular, though, like pretty much every one of them had a felony. <laughs> like, like So not all together, like person. not people who have lived there together, like separate people. From separate, separate times have separate all had times. different felonies. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's the couple that live there. Both of them have felonies. But then, you know, the, the previous couple, like I go back to the, the couple that owned it in like 86 to whatever. Um, they had a lot of arrests. They were arrested a lot. I yeah, still Mr. get Jake some of their mail. pointing out that you do live in the former felony flats. And like, that's what I mean. You probably had to have a felony in order to live in that area. You probably weren't accepted unless you had I'm one. Right. Which, for anybody new to Portland, or if you don't know Portland, you, you are maybe unaware of felony flats. Here's a little Oregon history for you. Felony flats used to generally be, I would say, I mean, when I moved here, it was 50th Street and on back. Uh, but I would say it probably came in closer than that. Felony Flats was just the general area of Southeast Portland where there was just a lot of crime. A lot of drug crime, a lot of gangs, mm-hmm. a lot of whatever, a lot of a lot of crime. And it was called the Felony Flats. And uh, yeah, Courtney's saying Powell and South. Some would say it'd go all the way to Division. You know, it just kind of depends on how you justify where the actual borderline was. Mm-hmm. But my house was definitely in it. Even when I bought it, uh, it was still... I was still on the very edge of felony flats. I mean, there there was a famous guy in my neighborhood when I bought my house who was two blocks down, and the neighbors, when I all met them, they were like, oh, yeah, you know about Max or whatever his name was? Yeah, Max was on Cops right down there. And it was a, oh, <laughs> it was boy. like two houses down, and he was famous for the cops showing up, like the television show, and he refused to get out from under a car. That was, that was his episode. He won't. Do you remember the old McDonald's? You wouldn't like, get out from under the car, and that was what it was. So you have cops. For. I remember back in, in old Portland. Do you remember uh, the McDonald's down on um, on West Burnside? And they there was some big. Oh I yeah, guess, yeah. When, when a, no, was that McDonald's? Yeah, it, it was the McDonald's, and then there was a big King. episode. Burger, maybe Burger. King? I think King? it was Burger King. Maybe Bur- one of the two. But yeah. I remember that there was a big episode of cops down there as uh-huh. well, because there used to be all sorts of all sorts of stabbings. There's yeah, still, there's still a couple. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, Tony is saying traditional felony flats was Southeast 52nd to Duke or Duke to 82nd Flavel. No, I think it's bigger than that. Uh, definitely bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, people have in turn considered parts of Mount Scott, Foster Powell. Yeah, I would say I'm. You're in that area. I'm in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fel- felony flats. There's a little bit of a Portland history for you. Um, yeah, it seems like everybody so in my house really embraced it. this is what you're really doing to relax, it. is that you've been finding all the police records for people who have lived in your house yeah. beho- before you and yeah. putting them into a spreadsheet. Yeah. By the way, That's there's a lot weird. about people out there. This, was, this is just real simple Google searches. Like, I've done the paid ones for when I'm renting rooms out. I'll uh, 
because I rent two rooms out of my house in case you didn't know that. I, well, when I do background checks for that, I didn't used to do it. And then I've, over the years, when I got burned by by a couple of people, even though the background check didn't turn up a lot of, on this particular person, um, I do searches just to see. And just general searches, you can come up with a, a lot of stuff. A lot of your info's out there. And uh, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, everybody in my house gets arrested. So that's just because they have been, that's what we were talking about at the beginning, doesn't mean that I need to be to fit in and, and match this. I feel like the neighborhood has changed enough. I don't have to get a felony in order to fit in with my neighbors. Well, the Russians next door are probably carrying that torch for you. They probably are. Mm-hmm. They probably, probably are. So that's where, uh, that's where we're at right now. That's what I did to relax is I created a, sp- a spreadsheet to analyze I think you need to, you remind me of when I, um, of like when I was going to therapy years ago and like my therapist was talking to me, she's like, I don't think you know how to relax. She like, she's like, you need to sit in like silence. What? You need to do some like breathing exercises. No. Light a candle. No, there's too much going on. Why would I sit in quiet? Like some soothing music. Maybe take a bath. Mm, uh, No. Do you even know how to sit still? If I'm going to sit in the bathtub, then I'm going to think about down? what I need to do to fix the bathroom up. And like, oh, okay, I need to go get some paint. I need to paint something. No, I, I honestly, I have a real, I have a real hard time. And you wonder why you're continuing to be sick. Because yeah. Because you don't allow yourself, like, the reason why I got better was because I actually allowed myself to take a couple days and rest and take a nap and, you know, yeah. take care of yourself. You're not. You're still running at the same exact pace that you always do. Yeah, but you're completely like run down. Yeah, that's pretty much that sums that sums everything up. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I have a hard time doing it. It's really difficult for me. I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't know how to. I don't know what that means to relax. Like it's just I just don't know. Like you just don't do anything. You just sit there. Yeah. Then, but then you have your computer. Like, why wouldn't you just start a spreadsheet for something that t- doesn't need a spreadsheet? You don't for? need to have a computer. You know that you existed without a computer. You don't need to be looking at a computer. <sighs> When's the last time you just sat down with like some coffee or some tea and a book and just like sat on your couch without your TV on? It's really difficult at my house because of roommates and there's a 65 pound puppy there, so that makes it a little hard. But yeah, I could do. I could do it upstairs. I could sit down. Yeah, I suppose I could try this. I think you could do it. So just open up a book. And, and I do love books. Oh, uh, Tony is saying you relax uh, when you go camp. Do you relax when you go camping? I do. I do relax when I go camping because there's nothing I can do. Like whatever is going on in the world, I can't do anything about it because no electronics work up there, which is why I don't want cell phone technology like to get to the, to the point where you have cell phone service up in the mountain. I understand for safety reasons, but I'd, I'd rather it didn't. I'd rather be where it doesn't work. Um... Yeah, twice a year. That's plenty of relaxing. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're right. I do need to do so that. So relaxed, Greg. It's really uncomfortable at how relaxed you are. I'm so relaxed right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I will take advice on this. I I know. Keelan Keelan's noting that he lectures me all the time about how I need to relax, and he's right. Yeah. Keelan does all the time. He tells me I need to chill out. Um, I guess I just maybe I just don't know how. It's difficult. I mean, it's also hard when you're self-employed because you're always having to work. You know, if I don't work, I don't make money. If I don't make money, I don't eat. So that's kind of a lot of what boils okay, down to Okay, okay. And this is how the spiral works, and that's how I thats how I never get myself to relax. All right, that's enough See, of that. See, no, but I'm saying, no, that's what I do to myself. 
I'll come well, do you reasons. realize that if you do like multiple days at 30% instead of uh, taking off like two days to get back to 100%, you're being more detrimental to yourself by only like being able to do a portion of the things that you're supposed to be doing and doing them not as well as you should be. Yeah, rather than just taking the time off. Rather than just better. taking the time off to, you know, like have two days of like being non like work productive, getting back your strength and then coming back that third day 100% instead of taking no days off and going at 30% every day for like two weeks. Huh. Well, there's an idea. Yeah. Uh, multiple people in the live chat are also suggesting that I try uh, try some marijuana products for, for the relaxing. Oh, yeah. I suppose I could. I mean, mostly I, it's not really my thing. Usually it makes me more, gives me more anxiety than anything else. What about like the, the CBDB stuff? Isn't that more of like the body relaxing kind of stuff? From my understanding, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I I suppose I could. I mean, it's illegal. I mean, why wouldn't I? Uh, why wouldn't I give this a shot? It sounds like you said it's illegal. It's legal it's, here. No, it's it's illegal. It's very. It very sounds like every time you're saying it's legal, it sounds like it's you're saying legal. it's illegal. It's legal. Yes, it sounds like you're saying it's illegal. It is legal. It's <laughs> legal. I my my sinuses are kind of clogged. I'm probably not enunciating <laughs> oh, very well. In my head, it sounded right. Greg, all I'm saying is that everyone wants you to feel better, and if you're not willing. It's not that I'm not willing. No, it's like when people, like for, like if people are rallying together to try and save a business. If the business owner isn't trying to save the business, you know, it makes <laughs> it a lot, you know, it, it makes it a lot less inspiring and to want to root for the person. business owner is me. Yeah, you're um, the business my owner. My body is the business. Yeah, you're keeping your coffee shop open when you should just be, you know, working hard to get the coffee shop back uh, to 100%. Instead of just letting it go with a couple broken machines, kind of doing just, you know, the bare minimum. Oh, Vicky is saying go upstairs and listen to an audiobook. I do enjoy the audiobooks. Funemploymentradio.com, click on the Audible link. You get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Um, I do really like that. Maybe that's what I maybe that would help. I think you need to. Okay. Well, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. In the meantime, I'm gonna try not to get a felony like everybody else has owned my house. Oh, reach for those stars, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Try my best. Oh, hello, <laughs> my friends. Woo! There's my cough. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, do you like pizza? Yes, Sarah, I do enjoy pizza. I love pizza too, Greg. And now, if you are a pizza fan with a lot of money... You can vie for the chance to own a pair of pepperoni pizza-inspired sneakers. Pepperoni pizza-inspired? Sneakers that look like pepperoni pizzas, okay. but they have like little pepperoni decorations and stuff on them. They're kind of amazing. Okay, now I want to see what they look but like. But they're being sold. Uh, they're being auctioned right now. Uh, their top bid is currently at $528. Why would you pay $528 <laughs> for a pair of... Okay, for a pair of... Uh, pepperoni-inspired shoes. That can't be like that uncommon that there's shoes out there with Well, this is a special once-in-a-lifetime collaboration between Adidas and Refinery29 where... uh, Adidas is really going with the... uh, That's that's the route they're going, huh? They're really going kitschy. Yeah. Because they already had the... What was it? Oktoberfest shoes and... Yeah. I think because Nike was kind of going... Weren't they like a, a little less popular now than they have been? And so Adidas, I think, I think just, took over in yeah, sales. Yeah, so I think Adidas is just like, all right, we've got to get this shit done, like right now as we're doing it. Oh, yeah. 
Minus the whole uh, paying off college students. but Yeah, yeah the whole whatever. thing. All right, so uh, they were uh, created as a tribute to the great state of New Jersey. So they're called the New Jersey Pizza Shoes. So top bid at 528. I mean, I'm no offense to our listeners in New Jersey, but New Jersey pizza shoes doesn't sound like <laughs> something that you would want to wear. It sounds like a really... I get rid of like, the old New Jersey pizza like, shoes. Yeah, either that or like a real ancillary character in Sopranos or something, like some real deep character. Like, oh yeah, New Jersey pizza shoes. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I tried. Wait, is it going to be like somebody... Like, is that the nickname for somebody? That's what I was thinking, but... Okay. Well, it wasn't just the pizza shoes. Wow, so the there, pause um, was really necessary there to hear. All proceeds will be donated to, uh, a, let's see, to a charity called womenwin.org. Also, there are some other food-themed shoes in this collection that you can bid on. So if, if New Jersey pizza shoes aren't your fancy, why not try Maine lobster shoes? This is all Adidas? Mm, Tennessee Memphis-style barbecue shoes. Wisconsin cheese shoes. South Carolina shrimp and grits shoes. Or Georgia Peach Shoes. So if you'd like to bid on those, you can find them online somewhere. What are uh, Oregon's? Uh, I guess we had the, uh, the stupid PDX carpet shoes that Adidas made. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. So that's ours. That's the most famous thing from Portland is the carpet. That is what we get. Okay. You get what you deserve. All right. So if you want those, they're online. All right. Thank you to uh, everyone who sent this to me out of Tucson, Arizona. A man using a propane torch to try and kill spiders and bird spider webs underneath his mobile home is suspected of actually starting his mobile home on fire that forced him and the elderly woman that he lived with out of their house. How many times have we had this story where somebody <laughs> accidentally burns down their, their house with, by trying to kill spiders? It just seems like it happens a lot. It seems like it happens a lot. So uh, this happened in Tucson. Uh, Tucson Fire Department d- responded to a 911 call reporting smoke and flames coming from a mobile home park uh, in East Blackledge Drive uh, in Tucson. When firefighters arrived, they said they saw an, uh, an elderly woman had been carried out of the burning mobile home by her son and neighbors. The woman uh, suffered only minor injuries sustained from being carried out of the burning mobile home. No other injuries were reported. It took 23 firefighters 11 minutes to put out the fire. 23 firefighters, dang. 23 firefighters, 11 minutes around. to put out this. Yeah, I guess they started with a propane tank, so it's it was a big fire. Uh, the cause of the fire is still under investigation, although fire officials say that they very strongly suspect that it was started by the use of a propane torch to burn the spiders off from the bottom of their house. God. Yes, the estimated damage has not been determined. They're also, they're on the bottom of the house. Who cares? It's when they come into the house. That's when they violate the rules. If they're on the bottom of the house, that's a good place for spiders to be. That's true. I mean, you're allowed to be That's outside. their territory. No, and they're cleaner, clearing out the bugs. Now, they come into my bathtub, or, or they're in my house, or like running for me on my bath bathroom floor when I'm barefoot. Yeah, sorry, you gotta go. That's it. You gotta go. I'm not a catch and release person when it comes down to that. I, I'm sorry. I don't think anyone sorry ever thought to that offend you'd be anyone, a catch and release person. But I am not a catch and release when it comes to that. But... Not violating my area, you're fine. All right, well, moving away from the spider news. Next up, uh, let's see. So did you know that Google has a parent company? Alphabet, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I guess you do the tech stuff, so you yeah. would know that. Well, Alphabet is broke off from Google. They separated it, so Alphabet runs all of, all of their empire. 
So they kind of broke the companies into individual ones. All right, so Google is a lower subsidiary of Alphabet. Alphabet is technically, yeah, the the high, the the owner of Google, but I mean, really, it's all the same people. They just split it off. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Google's parent company, Alphabet, has now been currently testing in Australia actual burrito deliveries by drone. It nice. is happening. It's happening, and soon it'll come to the states. Uh, so Google's parent company has teamed up with a, with a local Mexican restaurant in Australia and also a pharmacy chain to test drone deliveries in Australia. So it's called Project Wing, and it shared an update announcing that it has been conducting tests in southeastern Australia to deliver burritos and medication directly to customers' backyards. So like actually, which is kind of nice if you think about it, like for elderly people who can't get out to get their prescriptions and stuff. Yeah, just have it dropped in. Just have that dropped in because that's such a, you know, a big to do for somebody who needs to go to the mm. pharmacy to get all their pills and everything. So uh, this is a Mexican food chain named Guzman y Gomez and a chain of pharmacies called Chemist Warehouse. They'll receive orders from testers who've purchased items using the Project Wing app on their smartphones. Then they'll dis- dispatch the drones to pick up the order from the partner's loading sites, then transport and deliver the goods to testers at their residences. That's awesome. I want to be part of that test thing. Another question, though. So you're saying this is in Australia? It's in Australia. I wonder how good burritos are in Australia. Like, what do they put in it? I mean, why would it be r- kangaroo meat? I suppose. Do you eat kangaroo? I think you can. I think you can eat kangaroo meat. Hmm. It's a kangaroo burrito. Is a kangaroo burrito. I don't yeah. know. Burrito. Eh? A burrito. Kangaroo. Oh, don't do that. Okay. So the tests are being conducted in a. Okay, so they're being conducted what in a. What was my rack? Oh, yeah, my rapper name was Crocodile Dungee. Yes, we I forgot. Forgot about that. The tests are being conducted in a rural community near uh, the national capital, uh, capital Canberra where consumers are uh, typically forced to take a 40-minute round trip in the car for almost anything, whether it's getting a carton of milk, vegetables for dinner, or a cup of coffee. So they want fresh meals delivered at dinner time. Someone who runs a small business at home wants to be able to send customers orders from their doorstep. So uh, Alphabet previously tested burrito deliveries by drone in Virginia when they paired up with Chipotle, uh, but those tests occurred in an open field, not to a specific address or location. So this is actually honing in on bringing them to people's doorsteps. So the information that they gather from these test partners will help build a system so merchants of all kinds can focus on what they're good at rather than being distracted by complex delivery logistics. Okay. Um, one thing that is being noted here, uh, Keelan said, and FER loses uh, their Australian following. We do have actually quite a few listeners in Australia, so I did not mean to be offensive by questioning your burritos, although, you know, we just don't know. I would eventually Fun Employment Radio will make it to Australia. Oh, yeah, we can ask Jules and Kiki. Yeah, we have, and we have a lot of a listeners lot more, yeah. in, in Australia. Um, and we love to hear from you. Although, questioning just burrito knowledge, if you can just, you know, inform us, send us an email, uh, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Uh, Mr. Jenke is asking, would they be called, like, a kangaroo or a burrito-roo? Burrito-roo, that's burrito-roo. what it is. Oh, burrito-roo. Yeah, I'm going to go get myself a burrito-roo. Uh, no, you don't yeah. have to go get yourself one. A burrito-roo can yeah, be... Yeah, going to have one to live in there by right, the drone. Right next to you. Yeah, a little mechanical bed flying up there. Oh, your accent Googles. is the worst. Yeah, sit down, relax, have yourself a burrito-roo. Have a Faustus. Australian phobia. It's Australian phobia. Is that still Australian a commercial? Or did we just age ourselves? I don't know. I think we just aged ourselves. The Foster commercials? I don't think they, Foster I, still does it. Yeah, I don't think Foster's probably advertising like 20 years. Foster's, also, they don't Foster's really... Foster's Australian phobia. It's not really like a famous beer in Australia. It's, it's just like a generic beer that you can get. I know. 
from my understanding. Walla burrito, huh? Yeah. Walla burrito. Wallaby. Oh boy. Qualarito? No, that doesn't quite work. Okay, finally a story out of Russia. It's a koala. Inspired by popular Instagram. I think we're offending everyone at this point. <laughs> both both Mexican culture and Australians. Yeah, that's a real good job. Found a way to make it happen. Nobody thought we could do it. We figured it out. As a straight white man, Greg, I knew you could do it. <laughs> out of Moscow. Well, inspired by Russian, or excuse me, by a popular Instagram account, such as don't ever look at these if you want to maintain your faith, your little faith that you have, just like little grasps of faith that you have in humanity left, do not look at these. Anyway. Inspired by popular Instagram accounts, such as Rich Kids of Instagram. Oh, I hate these things. Or Luxury Kids of Instagram, as well as social media stars who flaunt their wealth for all the world to celebrate. People who can't actually afford to fly on private jets are now actually using companies who actually rent them airplanes that are still grounded so that they can take professional photo shoots on them and make it look like they have their own private jets. Who is it that did that? There was a... There was a... I remember this. It was somebody. It wasn't Chris Brown. It was some other... Oh, it was um, Lil Bow Wow. Posted a picture about getting on his private jet. And then someone took a picture of him in commercial. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, he was in a commercial jet. Yes, so this uh, reads as such. Just because you don't have tens of thousands of dollars to spend on renting a private jet doesn't mean you can't make it look like you have one to your social media friends. For just $250, everyone, you can actually rent a Gulfstream G650 aircraft for a couple of hours, grounded, mind you, it will not move anywhere, and have a team of professional photographers and makeup artists create the illusion that you are actually living a life of luxury. how sad. You can then take these photos. That is just... And post them Hey, $250 is not a little amount of money. No. That's a lot of money to, to pay to make it look like you're richer than you are. Like, what the fuck, I man? mean, this is a job to these kids. All right, I do, since I do watch a lot of terrible shows. I mean, I'm I'll take gonna, their money, but... Well, because Instagram stars are a thing. Like, I watched... Um, yeah, but how many people are Instagram stars? You'd be surprised. A lot of people can, like... Uh, there's this uh, TV show, which is actually really funny, um, that I watch called Selfie. And it's about this girl who's completely, you know, self-involved, but she's also like a um, like a famous Instagram star because she just takes a bunch of pictures of herself and people start sending her shit. It's like a never-ending cycle. It's like you you get popular, then get the free shit, then keep going and going. So I need um, to do more with my Twitter account. Yeah, you can be an inst. No, I don't think that we're Instagram star worthy. Oh. Well, Instagram star wannabes can now pose as spoiled rich people on a modest budget by using the services of a Moscow-based private jet studio. That's what it's called, a company that offers the private photo sessions on their grounded private jet. So you never get to fly in it, um, but it looks like you will be as they take pictures of you gazing out the window at the beautiful scenery at the tarmac. And drinking champagne, which is probably sparkling water. (laughs) Uh, So prices for a two-hour photo session vary between... Okay, so not just to vary between $250 to $500, depending on what extras you opt for. You can have your photo taken inside of the aircraft as you relax on a comfortable white leather seat with a glass of champagne and plates of delicious foods in front of you. Wait, let me guess, you can't eat the food? Probably not. As you prepare to board the plane with a gorgeous model waiting for you on the steps to accompany you onto your private jet... 
Uh, so they're also willing to, uh, or they're open to suggestions as long as you're willing to pay extra. So you can actually, so if $250 to $500 is a little too expensive, uh, you can just have one picture taken aboard the private jet as you gaze out the window with the company's professional staff taking your pictures, only $190. God. So uh, I guess these Why don't you services. Just photo, get, hire somebody to Photoshop you into right? that. You can probably save a ton of money. Just, yeah, get a good I Photoshop. bet I could do that to. You know what I'll do today? Yeah, I'm going to Photoshop, Photoshop myself a, on a private... Put me in there, too. Uh, if I was on a private jet, I wouldn't have to be traveling with you. No, Fun Employment Radio on our private jet. Yeah, I'm, I'm in there, too. Ew. I'll Photoshop myself into it. You don't... No. I'll Photoshop onto your Photoshop. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, I'll attach a Photoshop. Because I can do it real quick. I'll Photoshop us... Uh, and put it as the picture. If you'd like episode. to be photoshopped into a plane for only fifty dollars, Fun Employment Radio can make it look like I can you were do that. The... If you want to be photoshopped into a plane with Greg and I, yeah, it's only twenty five dollars. So you put us in, it's twenty five dollars. <laughs> you save twenty five bucks. <laughs> Bring Greg and Sarah along. Come on, yes. Bring us along, Greg. I think that we might have something here. I know that we've like talked about this before. With we like gotta bottled... get a royalty free photo. No, 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 no. But I know we've talked about this like bottled air and stuff before. But I guess services offering. Fake Instagram photos are like really popular in Russia, and they're starting to gain traction. So, like, basically, it isn't just airplanes. So, people, um, there's another startup in Russia that offers girls the chance to pose with giant bouquets of flowers and expensive gifts that look as if they've been given. Why to them. wouldn't you just buy them? Well, because what we could do is just buy some expensive flowers and gifts, then have people pay us to take their pictures. And then they can be like Instagram famous or something. So we buy them flowers and like a box of chocolates and then charge them 200 bucks. And yeah, to be like, look at how loved you are. Look. Oh, God, that's so sad, I too. know. Like, oh, let's pretend Let's pretend a boy sent this to you. $200. Okay. And we need the flowers back, please. And can you go ahead and give us the flowers All right, your time's back. up. Yeah. Go ahead and leave. We'll get your pictures in a day or so. Yeah, your $50 oh, less and sad. a lot more lonely. That's just... Yeah. So sad. Anyway, so that's a thing that happens. If you have two hundred fifty dollars, spend it on something you really like. Go do something fun for yourself, not fun for people on the internet that are jealous of something that you don't really have. Sponsor Fun Employment Radio. We'll yeah. talk about you uh, a few times a month. We will sell the shit out of you. Yeah. Like sponsor you know Fun a, Employment Radio. You know who's a great person? Steve. I think Steve's just amazing. Steve is fantastic. You know, I just I wish we could hang out with him more. But it's he's like, doing such a great time. He's going to be at uh, Al's Bar mm-hmm. uh, later on tonight. He'll be down there hanging out, watching the game. Oh. Steve is just, let me tell you, one of my favorite times with Steve was just every time just with Steve. Just every time. I, mean, I know. That's I can't really even what know. it is. You know what's like, funny is I see, I see other men Steve's age with their hairlines receding, but it seems like his is actually moving forward. Yeah. Like his hair is getting thicker every time I see him. Well, it doesn't matter because he has so much confidence. He doesn't. It doesn't even matter. No I mean, hair. No hair doesn't he's matter. He's happy who he is, and that's why he's just such a fun person to hang out charisma with charisma for days yeah steve is just a just a great guy very knowledgeable too very smart um very good at video games and sports mm-hmm. and so he's all of these things oh. uh just a fun guy to tell talk to so uh steve just have a beer with just yeah. to sit down hang out with just... steve if you'd like a sponsorship like that for you send us an email funemploymentradio at gmail.com we'd be happy to talk to you about it and then my friends is your world of crazy such a Steve thing. Oh, <laughs> totally reminds me of Steve. Uh, Mr. Jenky would uh, like to purchase a sponsorship for uh, Mr. Jenky. So oh, boy. Please, uh, let us know. 
Send us we an don't email. even need any bullet points. We already know all the things we love about you. Yes. I mean, you know, if you have bullet points that people Actually, want us to Actually, anyone, say, yeah. Well, we'll do, use the bullet points. I don't care. I mean, yeah. Tell us what you want, want us to say about you. Tell us what you want, what you really, really want. No, don't do that. I did it. Tonight is the night when two become one. Oh, my God. You are delirious. I am. The sickness is getting to me. Hurry. we got to get through the show before it overtakes okay, me. I'm ready. What are we doing next? We'll do some, some ball talk. The sickness is worming its way through my brain, Sarah. Ew. I'm about ready to crash. It's all right. You're doing a great job. I'm powering through. And uh, Geek in the City, I'll make sure to spray down all, everything in here before we leave. We have lots of antibacterial stuff. Oh, Greg's hanging his head in shame. It's okay. You can't help it that you're a cesspool. I'm not a cesspool. I don't think I'm contagious anymore, but we will definitely... It will be a very clean studio. <sighs> I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. Yeah, it's being noted. Just don't use fire. We won't use fire for it. Maybe a little bit of fire, but not a lot. All right. First up in ball talk, I have to bring this up because uh, it's one of the big stories in sports right now, and it has to do with the NBA season kicking off yesterday and something awful that happened. So the Boston Celtics were kind of primed for a a really big year. They've got Kyrie Irving on their team. They traded with the Cleveland Cavaliers for him. And that was one of their big signings, or the big trade, but their big signing was signing Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was a star for the Utah Jazz. He's he's one of the best players in the league. I remember definitely. him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a really good player, and he was signed by the Celtics to a big, uh, a huge deal, to uh, join them and and kind of form with him and Kyrie like the foundation of a new hopefully championship run is what they're going to go for for the years ahead. Gordon Hayward, within the first six minutes, Boston Celtics at the Cleveland Cavaliers to open up the season, suffered a horrific injury. Uh, his leg is toast. Oh, is it one of those awful ones? It's one like... of those awful ones oh, okay. where I'm trying my best not to not to accidentally see it. Okay, is it one of the ones, I'm, I'm just going to say, just one of the snapping in half kind of ones? It's okay. Okay, 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 okay. It's one of those. <gasps> okay. Um, an absolutely horrible injury. I accidentally yeah. saw, like, because some asshole posted that other one. I can't remember when this happened a few years ago. There's It happened to Paul George of that's, the Pacers. That's um, what I think I it saw. It also happened to a, a player for Louisville a few years ago. And I've, I accidentally watched the Louisville one, and I will never get it out of my head. That is the one that I saw. Yeah, I'll never that get one. that out okay, of my yeah, head. Okay, yeah, please stop um, talking about it. Okay. Well, I... I, I know. Okay. I know it's your thing. and just. I have to talk about it. Okay. So anyway... Yes, don't post that and share that as a joke because it's it's really awful. So what happened though is, is it, sad. Yeah, he fractured his tibia in the end, um, and, uh, and or fractured his left ankle and shattered part of his tibia. It, it's really bad, but it it does maybe not shatter because what they did say today is he's done for a long time. But they did say oh, it looks tentatively hopeful that it was a clean break. So they're thinking it it will be able to be healed and that there wasn't a whole lot of soft tissue damage. So um, hopefully he'll be back. Mm-hmm. He'll be back in action. They said there's even a slim, slim possibility he could make it back by the end of the year. I'm guessing that's not going to happen. It'll be next year before he's back, but hopefully hopefully he's okay. A lot of other athletes and people you know, reaching out on Twitter, a couple of pricks uh, posting things. Um, the pricks, just so you know, Skip Bayless sucks. And the porn star Mia Khalifa you know who Mia Khalifa is? I She's no getting idea. involved in sports. This is a complete side thing. Mia Khalifa is getting involved in sports with Gilbert Arenas 
And apparently they have some new sports talk show they're launching. Uh, she's a prick. Like what she posts on uh, Twitter. So yeah. Well, I yeah. will not pay attention to that by not even looking at it. Yeah, Skip Bayless is just sucks. Yeah, Everybody that guy that. does suck. He just sucks. I know who that is. Yeah, well, they both suck. So anyway... <laughs> Um, moving on to ball talk. Let's go on to something else. Uh, the Golden State Warriors opened up their season with a loss. That's awesome. Um, also, we're going to get through to a couple of uh, big stories here. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, that's where Kevin Durant used to play for nine seasons before going to the Golden State Warriors and leaving them. And he wore number 35, which in theory, you'd probably think number 35 is probably going to get retired eventually by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He won an MVP with them. However, now the Oklahoma City Thunder are letting an undrafted rookie wear number 35 while he is with the team. So <laughs> there, he's wearing PJ, PJ Dozier is wearing number 35. Oh, good old PJ. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, moving on to ball talk. Big story breaking here in Portland, Oregon, or kind of the talk of the town right now is... This Major League Baseball might be closer to coming to Portland than we thought. Really? Like, for real. No, you've said this before, Greg. I've said this before. Uh, part of what happened is it's been confirmed that Mike Barrett, do you know, know who Mike Barrett is? Yeah, Mike from Mike and Mike. From Mike and Mike. Yeah. Mike Barrett, former Portland Trailblazers broadcaster for, I don't know, a dozen years. Former co-worker of Sarah and I when we worked for the Portland Mike Trailblazers. Mike Barrett was our co-worker. Yep. Uh, Sarah and I, if you don't know, used to do a show for the Portland Trailblazers for, I don't know, two and a half, three years? Mm -hmm. Three years? I don't know. I forget. Three and a half years, maybe it was. Anyway, Mike Barrett, former broadcaster for them, is now part of a management group that is leading the charge to uh, bring a Major League Baseball team to Portland, and apparently it's it's legit. Like, it's being reported. It's a legit management group. Would you and Mike be the announcers? Uh, Mike is probably in there as part of a consultant. I, I doubt he has enough money to buy a baseball team, um, but he's part of the management group, and he's kind of the spokesperson for the group. But what about Mike Rice? Is he part of it at all? Oh, I highly doubt they would let Mike Rice anywhere near something like that. <laughs> that would be a very bad move. They bring him in after. Yeah. <laughs> like You stay on the golf course with your vodka, Mike. We'll just talk to you after we seal the deal. Yeah. Um, so, the reason it's being reported as actually a legitimate thing is because of also part of what uh, Major League Baseball has said that they're looking to do. So, they're and the commissioner of baseball even said just a couple of weeks ago, Rob Manfred said Portland would be on a short list of expansion cities because they want to bring a team back to Montreal, the Montreal Expos. That's the mm. team that almost came to Portland originally. They went to Washington. Just a little history on that. They want a team back in Montreal. But if they do that, they have to put a team on the West Coast as well. And Portland honestly is sitting at about the best spot to get a team. Because um, California is already saturated, they're not going to put another one in California. They've got five teams as it is, and so Seattle greedy. already has a team. Mm -hmm. And the next biggest city—I mean, Salt Lake City would maybe, but they're—I don't think they're going to put a baseball team in Salt Lake City. Really, I think Portland's probably sitting at at the good spot for it. Um, and there's there's a bunch of potential sites for stadiums. And yeah, Tony is saying just no stadium and no one will pay for it. Well, there's a $150 million grant that's still on the books. And this is what part of this oh, that that is approved by the state of Oregon to help finance a stadium. And in addition, you could bring in some other sources of income that would help uh, pay for that, too. So it, it is definitely a possibility. Um, and I would say there, what has far to be, more possible than, than it was before. What has to happen in order for that to come about? That Major be? League Baseball said they're not going to do it until the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays um, shore up 
their stadium deals because they each need new stadiums. So once those are done, then baseball is going to expand and they would uh, they would turn it into uh, 32 teams. It would be a huge economic boom to have a Major League Baseball team. That would be amazing. I mean, it would it would bring a lot of money in despite... You know, depending on how much you public financing has to go in for a stadium, which admittedly that could that could come into play here. Although I will say, I live near a high school that just got a billion dollars of whatever of funding, so I'd be okay if this brought a bunch of jobs into Portland and, and a lot of stuff. What they would do, though, is how it would work is um, the the potential would be to split up, get rid of the National League and the American League in baseball. So that's how baseball is set up right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know how this works? No. Okay, so there's the American League and there's the National League. And those are different sides of the country? No. It's not divided by geography. Each one has its own own geographic lineup. Okay. So, like, the Mariners, Seattle Mariners, are not even in the same league as the L.A. Dodgers. The Mariners are in the American League. Dodgers are in the National League. How it's, are they divided? Well, they're all under Major League Baseball, but... The, like, how do they decide who's in the National League and who's in the... Uh, I was just, I don't know, decided at some point it is what it is, yeah. But they're talking about throwing out all that out, throwing out the American League and the National League, and then just making it actually more like kind of the NBA, where you have four different, uh, well, I guess less like the NBA, but four different divisions. You have a West division, Midwest, North, and East, and you just combine all the teams into these divisions. Okay. So the West division would be Anaheim, Arizona, LA, Oakland, Portland, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle. That way you have eight teams in each division. It all divides up perfect. So my guess, they are going to expand to two teams. And Portland really is in a good position to, to get a team. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I would say. I really liked, I used to go to Mariners games all the time when I was a kid. And I like going to. I can't think of a city like in the western states of the U.S. that would be more set up right now than Portland. Unless Vancouver I mean, BC even go to like a it. like a small whatever the whatever league t- tiny league the Portland Pickles are in. <laughs> like it is always completely packed there, and this is a tiny stadium out in deep southeast Portland with a bunch of enthusiastic like hardcore baseball fans. Yeah, like I think the people are here and they would go. I, I would. Most who, want, definitely who doesn't want to like go and sit and hang out and drink beer and eat hot dogs? And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would just it would be a really cool thing. One of the stadium sites they're looking at is in North Portland. Um, which actually makes perfect sense in the industrial area up there. You just run a max, well, I don't know, maybe there already is a max line out there. Anyway, a lot of possibilities. Who knows if it'll happen or not. There will be people that don't want it, but I think there will be enough people that do want it, and especially if you avoid public financing. I mean, what's there's nothing, if you avoid too much public financing, mm-hmm. or you get a really good deal on public financing, where it's got to be paid back with interest. Uh, I think it's a le- it's a legit. Anyway. There it is. I see a lot of naysayers in the uh, in the funemploymentradio.com slash live chat who are, who are already naysaying on it. I think it's fun. It's a fun thing to think about. And I think it could actually happen. Um, all right, moving on to Baltock. This is, here, I'll go to this final story. This is why it would be fun to have a baseball team here because baseball food. So that's kind of a pride and joy for a lot of baseball stadiums. You know, every year I they come up with I just mentioned hot dogs. Yeah, they come up with like their original stuff. And now, Ballpark Digest has named the number one ballpark food in America for this year. All right, the winner of the two oh excuse me, winner of the 2017 Fan Food Vote Contest, according to Ballpark Ooh. Digest. And it's not a Major League Baseball team; it's a minor league team, the West Michigan Whitecaps. 
And their food is beer cheese poutine. It is beer cheese poutine with waf- using waffle fries. Oh, my. Smothered in pulled God. pork, barbecue sauce, beer-based cheese sauce, okay. and green onions. All right. And it is one of the best new ballpark food item of 2017. So there we go. Beer, cheese, poutine. These are the things we are missing by not having a baseball team. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Poutine is trouble. And I just went and had a waffle sandwich yesterday at a place here in town. It's trouble, too. Yeah. When you said waffle, like, you're just mentioning everything that I love at the same time, also because I'm really hungry. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yeah. Now, I know you had some Squatch stuff. Do we I need do. To put I that do have to get some Squatch stuff. Or do you want to do that today? Um, I guess we could put it on hold. We've well, got I mean, some I special wanna... guests joining us to, tomorrow, too, because uh, Portland at the Movies is joining us. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, we could say I think that they it. would appreciate it. They would probably appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely think that. Okay, those guys we'll put it on like hold it. for tomorrow. I'll mm. save my breaking squatch watch news because I don't. I don't want you to feel like you need to be squatch rushed. I don't. I don't want to be squatch rushed. No, I mean I feel it's like big news, though, Sarah. That's exactly what I think. I'm like, I know that there are a couple stories, and I don't want you to just kind of cram in the squatch in at the end. Yeah. Maybe perhaps I can find an update to the story too, and then we could put that in as well. Maybe, but that's kind of overtaking. Squatch watches are kind of my thing. So, okay. So you haven't. I think I've recently talked about Sasquatches about ten times more than you. That's have. only because Squatch watches are my thing. It's like it was on loan. It's like uh, you know, in soccer teams when they loan players to another club. It's still, still my thing. Squatch watches are still my thing. Send us an email: funemploymentradio@gmail.com. Give us a call: 503-575-9120. Follow on Twitter and Facebook. PDX Pod Festival. PDX Pod Festival. Follow us on there. Um, on Twitter, that is what it is, PDX Pod Festival. There's another old URL that we don't have, old Twitter account. Um, that's not us, but PDX Pod Festival. That is us. Follow that. December 2nd at the Hawthorne Theater. Let's just say there may be some news announced later on today. On yes. That. Some news will be announced. Follow it on Twitter and Facebook. Big news. I've got good news. I've got good news. All right, Greg, I request and require that you go home and get better. Because yeah. we do have the Portland of the Movies folks joining us tomorrow. Yeah. We do have a lot of other stuff to get done. Yeah. And you need to get better. So everyone join me in saying, Greg, go to sleep. Greg, go to sleep. You're trying to hypnotize me? Go home and go to sleep. Okay. All right. I'll try. Where am I? I know. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. You are all awesome people. Follow us on stuff. And things. I'm fading. Leave us a review there on iTunes. Goes. That'd be cool. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Is that it? Geek in the city tonight. 6.30 p.m. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Fun Employment Radio Network. Croquet. I don't want to make it.